You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, I got a special guest. She was inside the six-figure business map and still is, and she just recently announced that she hit six figures. I wanted to jump in and talk with Michelle to see behind the curtains, how did she make it happen? What was her mindset? And what strategies did she use to actually move the needle for her in a wedding photography business? And how did she scale up so quickly? So really interesting story, actually. One thing that I've noticed that everyone that I mentor is people all do it differently. So they use a different strategy or a different marketing technique, or they implement something different to everybody else in their business. And it's so interesting to see how many paths lead to the same place. So with Michelle, that was very true. And um, she actually used upsells to be able to expand her business and some really interesting strategies and some really interesting mindset shifts as well. If you're tuning in right now, I've actually got a live webinar happening for everybody that's interested in the six-figure business map. And the live webinar is happening today or you can catch the replay if you're not listening when this comes out. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm going over from start to finish the funnel of your business so you can work out where you're leaving money on the table and what the lowest hanging fruit is that you need to work on for 2024 to hit all the goals. So if you're interested in that, then definitely hit the link which is down below or head over to sixfigurebusinessmap.com. But otherwise, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Michelle. Hey, it's so good to have you here. I'm really excited to jump in. It looks like you got a really nice um, booth there to be on the podcast. I know you're feeling a little bit nervous right now, so I just want to say thank you for jumping on and sharing with me how you hit six figures so fast and your experience in the business map as well. So if you want to take it away and introduce yourself, I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. This is literally a dream and it was so unexpected, but I'm really excited to be here. My name is Michelle Dorrell. I'm the co-owner of Cirrus Gold Creative Company with my husband. We're a husband and wife photo, video, drone services, photo booth company, <laughs> duo team. Um, Epic. So you kind do of like everything. A, yeah. A, yes to our detriment some days, but yes. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I started doing photography when I was about 15 years old. I spent a lot of time just doing it as a hobby. I studied it at university and right before I was about to graduate, I got so scared. I knew everything about art, but nothing about owning a business. So I ended up starting my business. I went on to get my master's degree in counseling, ended up working in higher education for several years, ended up getting a master's life coaching certificate, and then wow. decided why am I doing a job that I don't like and why am I still not chasing after my dreams? So People had started booking me for photography a little bit here and there, but I thought, you know, I might as well just jump on in. So I did. Actually, it was after the very first wedding photography summit. That $7 absolutely changed my life. And uh, how I long ago was that? Oh, it was your very first one. So oh, wow. probably about two years ago. Yeah. So I went to that summit and realized, okay, I could do weddings. I could give it a try. And so I accepted a job that was like a two-year contract job. They said, you only have two years and the job is up. And I said, perfect. I need two years to build my business and I'm solid. Um, so I worked full-time and built my business on the weekends. And then last August, I went full-time for myself. And then in November, I joined the business map, which really kind of expedited things really quickly. And then now we're, here we are a year later, we just hit six figures in our business. So 
Well, how did it feel for you to hit that milestone? Like, um, actually rewind a year ago, November, 2022. Like, did it feel like it was possible for you at that stage when you were first signing up to the business map? Did you think like, yes, I think I can hit six figures? Maybe because I was already booked out for like that entire fall and I was feeling myself a little and I was like, okay, if I can, if I can, I can do this. Like I, I felt like I could, and then I hit some very low points and I'm really grateful that I had the business map to fall back on because, and also, I don't know, I think you sharing your story at the very first time that I, I would say met you, I didn't really meet you. I guess I was at the summit, but when I heard your story, I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. Like people who come from places like where I'm from, they don't, they just don't make it, but he did. And I, why not me? Like, so I just kept asking myself, why not me? And so I just, I think I believed that I could do it, but then I'm like deep down, I still had like a deep seated belief that maybe I couldn't, but I just was like, well, if I tell myself I can, I know that my brain pattern will change enough to where I can. Man, that is so good and so good to hear as well, like that you got inspiration from that. And even just the fact that you're saying that you knew that you could and you believed in yourself to me is showing me that like you definitely, definitely could have done it and you did do it within 12 months. So like straight away with that mindset, I'm like, "Mm, yep, I'm not surprised, you know. So I'm very much surprised when somebody hits a big milestone like this and they have no self-belief and they just don't believe it's for them. And because they're in the wrong area and the wrong neighborhood and the wrong country and, you know, and the list goes on. But um, just seeing that you've showed up and you've put in the work. So if we rewind back then, you already got momentum and you're already booking some work and you're feeling confident. From there, were you just thinking like, I need some strategies. I just need some frameworks to follow. Then I'll be able to progress much faster. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that you said, I don't even remember what one of the many workshops that I attended and podcast episodes I listened to you, you said like fear is just a knowledge gap. And that stuck with me. And I was thinking like, what am I really scared of? And I just started working on those things and educating myself on those things. Um, I went through a 12-week entrepreneurship program for um, startups here in Columbus, Georgia. And that was the best thing that I did because I learned a lot about the technical ins and outs of the business. And then they ended up inviting me to stay in the co-working space, which is where I'm at now. And then they ended up bringing me on as their photographer on retainer. So I photograph all of their events and things. And it was just a really great way to network with other businesses, but also gave me a lot of the well, business so confidence that I needed. Mm-hmm. in person. And this was right That's before fantastic. I joined the business map. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, I already have some of this knowledge, but the rest of it, I don't have. So I joined the business map knowing that the rest of the picture would kind of be painted for me. You know, um, whenever I, because I sign up to courses and coaching and stuff all the time or mentors, whenever I dive into something like this, usually for me is I know a lot of the things, but I, but there is like knowledge gaps that I need to fill And because I know like the things that I'm missing and what I need to feel, it's actually really easy for me to get into a program like this and search for those parts and then double down on those parts and it's all I need. And so you can get so much success when you already have the confidence and you know what you do know and you also know what you don't know. And so then I'm sure you can see my business map. I I did not complete (laughs) hardly any of it actually. Totally. Um, Which I feel kind of bad, but there is some there is one thing that you mentioned, I think near the beginning of the business map was like, take what you need and leave the rest. Like you have done, you've paid a lot of money for coaching programs and got 10 minutes worth of content that that was the one key that you needed. And so for me, it was definitely 
upsales, how to like price stack, marketing, some of those modules. I definitely, I hope that I can like make more time to dive into the rest of it before, you know, my business map ends. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a lot of pressure for people to try and do all of it and educate, over-educate yourself when you, your intuition really does know best. And you're like, if you can look at your funnel and find the weakest links and start fixing those, then everything else sort of falls into place. I love that so much and exactly the way that I work. Hey, so over the last 12 months, you're already on your way to hitting six figures. Can you sort of give me some strategies that you implemented that actually like moved the needle for you? Yeah. The one thing that helped me the most was and is the fact that I'm a certified life coach and I know that humans are capable of solving all their own problems. And so it really helped me a lot in terms of like the way that I think, changing my brain patterns, neuroplasticity is something that really, really inspires me. So thinking about the way that like I can change the way that I think and it changes the way that I show up and knowing that fear is literally just a thought. And so if I can sit with it for 90 seconds, it will leave me and I can just keep showing up scared that I think that's the number one thing is like, I I can keep showing up scared. I can educate myself with the knowledge gaps to limit the fear. And I know that I'm the only person that can like have this, the like solutions to my own problems. And a lot of people want to look elsewhere for all of those things. So a lot of the business map was just a confirmation that I already had the answers to a lot of the problems. I just needed those little key nuggets to kind of fill in the gaps. And so that was, I think, number one for me, the mindset piece, which I know you talk about a lot in the business map is just thinking about that. I think that the next biggest thing was taking radical responsibility. You talk a lot about how the success of your business is your fault and the failure of your business is your fault. And so I I really had to take an honest look at my business and what what parts weren't working. And I had to fix those or change those. I'm actually in a unique season now where that's extremely prevalent because I have very few bookings for the spring. And a part of me wants to be really concerned about it. And another part of me complained for about a month because I'm like, where are the bookings? Where are the bookings? And then I realized I have a marketing problem. And so this week, actually, I started investing in marketing in a marketing agency, actually, to help me because I don't have necessarily the time to do it myself. And I'm like, okay, I can outsource. I can do, you know, if I invest back into my business, but it is my responsibility to make sure that I'm marketing effectively. So I think taking responsibility, it was huge because I'm the only one that can fix it. And when I succeed, it's it's my fault and I get to celebrate that. And when I don't succeed, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I'm going to say, mm, let's look at this because Something there's a reason for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to like make myself feel worse about it. Like that doesn't do anything, but make the problem seem bigger than it is. But it might just be, hey, something's wrong and I need to find my weak links. And so I went through my funnel and realize I don't have enough inquiry. And if I can get people on a sales call, I'm going to book them 100%. So I can get people let's, in person, let's break that down for a second. So you said you okay. don't have enough inquiries. So that's telling me that one, you were booking a lot of your inquiries because that's telling me that all you need is more inquiries. And also too, it's telling me that your marketing, was that working? So it's just simply maybe on your website, there was like people coming in, but not enough people actually following through to get onto your contact form to send you an email. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say potentially, yes. Also like my 
I also really stopped posting on socials and mm-hmm. really neglected my Google listing and a few other things just because I got so busy working. I like to call it working in my business instead of on my business. I get so busy totally. hustling day to day that I didn't really have the foresight to think about the future. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm booked out for the rest of this year, man. Like, that's awesome. I don't even have to worry about it. And I'm, I'm hitting like last month, it was like, I had a $14,000 month, that biggest month I've ever had. And I was thinking, wow. oh my gosh, like I'm on top of the world. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have, I haven't spent any time really marketing my business. So future leads are are drying up and future bookings are really important. So I'm grateful that I have the foresight to mm. work on it now, but yeah, if we're breaking that down, then it sounds like that your conversion rate's fine. And then uh, getting people to send you an inquiry was fine, but there just wasn't enough traffic getting to your website. So the marketing Absolutely. was kind of like where you needed to put your attention into. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have nearly enough people. I think maybe I had 20 clicks on my website for my Google profile last month. Wow. Like, that's not at all where it needs to be. And I, I recognize that. So at least I'm recognizing it now instead of trying to blame everyone else for my problems and wondering why I'm not getting any bookings. <laughs> you know, it's interesting in the wedding photography space, it's actually a really hard hustle because you have to keep showing up and you have to keep marketing a lot and, and putting yourself out there. And I realized this the hard way after, remember 2015, I was fully booked. I just won a bunch of awards. Um, I was featured in every magazine that was on the stands. Like I was just everywhere. And I was like, man, I've made it. That's what I thought. And then I stopped doing all marketing because I was like, well, I don't need to do that anymore. I've got a name in the industry. I've got some followers. And 2016 came around and it was so dead. And I was like, what's happening? And I realized it's because all the marketing that got me to success, I stopped doing. And then all the success disappeared. And it made me realize that like you have to keep showing up like that over and over because every season there's a whole new market of people that have come through that have never heard of you and they've never seen you before. So we need to keep people coming onto our website and creating things on our website to keep people interested and there and saving it and everything else, sharing it. So yeah, I think like not being complacent and not resting on your laurels of like what you've succeeded at before and realizing that, hey man, it doesn't matter where you are in your career, you have to sort of keep showing up and putting your brand forward and putting your best foot forward into the marketplace. Yeah. And I definitely see, I see so much room for improvement in terms of my brand and making it more recognizable and more me. And I'm just excited. I'm, I'm almost excited. I, I think I hit a few weeks where I was thinking, oh my gosh, I, felt, I almost felt sorry for myself. And then I'm like, I'm kind of excited because I have the opportunity to work on my brand and get people interested. And I listened to your podcast the other day about SEO stuff um, and where, where the people are. And I was I'm so tired of hustling on Instagram. And so, yeah, I'm like, it's time for me to get out of my own way and try something else because what I'm doing isn't working. Just posting on Instagram a few times a week is not where it's at. Like, that's not a marketing strategy. It's so funny because when I did hit six figures, I was thinking, there's no way I'm going to meet this benchmark. When I looked at the numbers, I was like, oh my gosh, I did it because I don't even have 2000 followers on Instagram. Like, I don't, it's amazing. I don't consider myself like, I wouldn't say like a big deal, but I know that I'm talented and I know that I'm worthy and I know that I give a damn good client experience. So. 
Well done to you. I just I love that. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people's mindsets always think that they come in, they're like, oh, I've only got 4,000 followers. I'm not successful. I'm like, mm, it's got nothing to do with your followers count, you know? And like you said, it's like just posting a couple of times on Instagram, it's probably not going to move the needle. But guess what? You actually hit six figures doing that. So it's actually pretty amazing that like when yeah. you look at the marketing strategy you put in, you still did it. And I think that's really yeah. cool. And so imagine what you can do when you actually put together like a content strategy, a marketing strategy, and you start working out like where can you show up consistently? Your It sounds like your offer's already selling, your website's already converting. And so that's all you need to do is you've got to put that time into pre-planning for the next year, which is incredible. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think another exciting thing that you said is like you've seen it as a challenge, but now you see it as exciting because you get to work on your brand again. And I like think like that with my business all the time. It's like there is so many things I've got to fix all the time. And that could bring me down because I'm like, I've worked on this for 10 years. Why do I have to keep showing up like this? But this is the game. And it's exciting because I get to work on my brand. I get to work on my marketing. I get to push myself out into the marketplace and do things. So it's actually like, the, it's sort of like a double-edged sword because it's the hard thing and the thing sometimes you don't want to do, but it's also the exciting thing and the big problem that you want to solve. So that's really cool that you that you address that and work that out. Yeah, I think that I was a perfectionist for so many years and that actually made me really sick, like physically. Um, right after I started my business, I got really, really sick and I was misdiagnosed with epilepsy and I went through all this testing and I had this medication that was terrible and I couldn't, I literally couldn't walk. I could not dress myself. It was terrible. And I, I, I was about to close my business. And I had just opened it and I was so disheartened and I was wondering why all of this, like, why, why, why? And I had this little gut feeling to get a second opinion and I ended up getting a second opinion. And that doctor said, you're not sick. You just have a mismanaged nervous system. And I, so I did a lot of research on nervous system wellness. Um, and that was at the same time I was getting my coaching certificate. And so like all this stuff sort of coincided to this new sort of identity of I've got to stop putting my expectations so high to the point it makes me physically sick because it's wrecking my body. I mean, that compounded with childhood trauma really like did a number on me, but I realized, I think I've been the lowest that most people could be in my childhood and I'm probably not going to fail. And I, I'd been working a nine to five job trying to jump through hoops for everyone, trying to make them happy. And I, I wasn't happy. Um, and I realized, why can't I do that for myself? So when I started my business, I was jumping through all these hoops, trying to like be this perfect person. When I got really sick, it sort of, it did put me back. Um, but I'm grateful for that because one, I, I didn't give up on my business. I, I almost closed the doors, but I didn't. Um, and two, I realized, I mean, you know, radical responsibility of my wellness was really, really important. And I can literally do anything. If I can come back from that, I could do anything. So it's really just been a whole like learning process of just trying to figure out what who am I and what my brand is and I'm not being a perfectionist, letting go of the expectations because those expectations did make me sick. And so if I have all these expectations about how a business should be, I'm going to be constantly disappointed. But if I'm excited, then I have so much opportunity. And Do you feel like you let go no of some longer. expectations to for you to finally reach like a yeah. milestone like this? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. For a long time, I was so nervous to start posting like spicy or couples content. I'm super inspired by Chewy Photo too. So I was so nervous that people were going to judge me and like, oh my gosh, they're going to think that I'm like some dirty, raunchy girl. And when I finally let go of that expectation, I started booking all these couples that they wanted more traditional wedding, but they wanted to sneak away and have a private moment. And like they wanted some spicier photos just for them. And they knew that I could give them that because I had posted about it on my Instagram and nobody else had. So yeah, I think I started getting a lot of more bookings and I think started, and that's sort of the start of, this rebrand that I'm going down mm. is just so it's who am like I as an artist? It's like an evolution yeah. almost. It's like a rebirth. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited because I want to be the spicy romance girl. And where before I was so nervous to be here and now I'm excited to be here. So I'm kind of glad I'm having a marketing issue because now I can reinvent myself a little bit and be that girl without the expectation of others and myself and just create the work that inspires me and let it be. Do you feel like when you first sort of started these expectations and putting a lot of pressure on yourself and then like I'm assuming like obviously not feeling well in a lot of different ways compared to today when you're working, do you feel like now you're sort of showing up with a lot more happiness, a lot more freedom and you're bringing happiness and freedom into your work, into your business, into your language, into the way that you show up and everything else. And do you think that's made a huge difference for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, Part of me feels like I'm lying a little bit as I say this because I'm right at the, the end of my wedding season and I've been shooting six weekends in a row back to back with weddings. So I'm really exhausted. So today, I'm not sure I feel exactly like that, but you have to realize <laughs> like the bigger picture. And absolutely, I mean, I get to choose how I use my skills and how I use my gifts for the world in a way that benefits me instead of the other way around. Like when I was working my nine to five job, everyone's like, oh, Michelle, you're so good at these difficult conversations. You have all the probation students or, oh, Michelle, you're so good at this part of your job. You get all of these like really difficult, challenging <laughs> students to counsel and coach. And I was thinking, why can't I for once choose how I use my gifts and talents and working for myself? Absolutely. I feel like I'm able to use so many of my gifts and talents in a way that makes sense for me. And because I have a counseling degree and because I'm a life coach, I can coach people in front of the camera because it's a really vulnerable experience. And it is it's a really, um, especially like spicier content makes people really anxious and nervous. And I love awkwardness and I love big feelings. And so I'm able to like navigate that. And so now I get to use my gifts in a way that makes sense. I get to create art. Like I get to make my own schedule, even though right now I'm like, mm, Michelle, you're the boss and you need to <laughs> schedule in some self-care time. But generally, yeah, I, I would say that I'm much happier. I had I ran into somebody that I used to work with last week and she was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely glowing. You're just so excited to be around. And that was good to hear. Like my friends have told me that I'm much freer and nicer to be around as well. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's incredible. It's like seeing you showing up like that because when I see people show up like that, it really does change the game in their business. Like, and honestly for myself as well, it's like the more that I've shown up and had fun in my business, the more money I've made, the more impact, the more people get into my circle, more referrals I get, more marketing. And the, when I'm like more stressed about money or more stressed about what's coming up next or my marketing and I'm self-loathing and things like that, then the less opportunities I have. And I've seen that correlation with so many people that have hit big milestones. They're just like, yeah, man, like I'm just having a good time. And then everyone has been attracted to my stratosphere. Absolutely. Like it's been amazing. 
I'm obsessed with law of attraction too. So like that whole concept to me is something I think about often. And I do wonder if like, I'm not booking a lot or I'm not getting a lot of leads right now because I'm so exhausted. Mm. Um, and because like, I mean, maybe that's, you know, a, a thing that I need to consider for next year and wedding season, maybe not stacking so many weddings back to back because then I don't have time. You don't have time to work on your business when you're only working in your business. And when you're burnt out, even doing something that you love, it really impacts your emotional, like, and when you're not having fun, no one wants to be around you. And when you are having fun, everyone wants to be around you. Yeah, so true. So just going into any other strategies, if someone's out there right now and they're listening and they're sort of in your situation, let's say 12 months ago to two years ago, and they're kind of stressed and they're looking for a strategy or an answer or something, um, was there anything that you implemented into your business that got you direct results? Like you're like, oh, I just put up my prices because of you know, or whatever. Yeah, it is. absolutely. Well, my husband does video. So when we started adding video, even though we had absolutely no idea what we were doing, our prices were very low starting out. And we just every, literally every extra penny that we had, we reinvested back into our business, whether that was education or, you know, at first, like, and it really sucks. Like living below your means kind of sucks at the beginning. It really does. But oh, totally. we reinvested back into our business with equipment. And then my husband spent a lot of time teaching himself ins and outs of video. And I wouldn't say that we're masters at video by any means yet, um, but we're working there towards that. And it's a very large add-on, like even though it's only, you know, $2,000, that's a lot, like that's a huge add-on considering I wasn't getting that beforehand and we're still learning and people are still booking us at that price point, even for work that we're, I wouldn't say that we're not proud of, we're proud of it. It's just, we have a lot of room for growth and we see that room for growth, but we also believe that our time is worthy. And so up sales are really, really important. So we added video and then we saw a picture on Pinterest and this is like our, our toxic trait, which is not like necessarily a bad thing, but we saw a picture on Pinterest of this, the cutest little photo booth. And I was like, we could do that. We have zero, zero skills in woodworking, zero technical skills with power tools. Um, but we figured it out and we built this thing. Um, we took it to an expo and there were several other photo booths companies there and people were circling back around trying to book with us. And at first we were thinking like, we're not going to book this thing by itself. Like you it's only an add on. Like if you book us for a wedding, you can add this on, but not by itself. Cause we don't have enough time to do that. Um, but people kept circling and they were like, I want this booth. It's so unique. I've never seen anything like it. And we're thinking like, Oh my gosh, like, we are not woodworkers at all. Whoops. <laughs> um, but we did it, <laughs> but we did it. And um, it looks very vintage and it matches our sort of like vintage in the present moment here for a good time kind of brand. And so we started actually offering that by itself and we started to outsource some of it. Most of the time we can make it to our the bookings, but if we can't, we do have a, like a small team of people that we hire to go out with our photo booth. And that actually added a lot of revenue. Again, I'd probably need to market it better. I think that it could be a lot more effective and I know that it will be when I can spend a little bit more time and strategy on marketing it. But it's so cute. And it was something that was like a Pinterest picture that we were like, oh, we could we could figure that out. And we just stumbled our way through it. Um, and we just showed up anyway. And it's so imperfect. Like there's literally a crack on the front of it that we had to glue. But no, you can't see it unless you're looking for it. And we were like, oh my goodness, no one's going to book this. And now people do, they love it. And we take it to events and people absolutely lose their minds over it. So that was really, really helpful. Albums was something that I was thinking, absolutely not people. There's no way people are going to book an out, buy an album at, you know, $1,500 for me. Like there's just no way, but 
people do. I, I mean, tangible things and memories that you can have. That was huge for us. We also found these little um, books that you can put your video in, your wedding video, and it will play it. So you just open it up and it's a little screen in there and it'll play your wedding video. We added that and upsailed that a little bit. I mean, it's just like the tiniest little things. And we really thought about our client experience. Like number one thing that we spent a lot of time on was our client experience because, and this is like probably my biggest secret that I don't tell people, but I'm going to not gatekeep here. Here it goes. Your client. <laughs> if your clients are uncomfortable in the moment, they will look uncomfortable in the photos. If you can coach your clients to be comfortable in the moment, they will look comfortable in their photos and they will love them every time. And I think that I'm really good yes. at doing that because I am I'm a life coach and I love feelings and I can, I'm so empathetic that I can pick up on when someone's uncomfortable. And so I just call them out and be like, you look uncomfortable. How can we fix this? And I show them the back of my camera and I'm like, and when they are comfortable, then I show them the back of my camera again. I'm like, look how amazing you look. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the difference. And then they're like, okay, I got it. The rest of the day is just smooth sailing um, because I spent the few minutes to like make them feel safe and comfortable and welcome. And because of that, the, the photos always turn out stellar because it's people that are in love and it's actually really easy to photograph people who are acting authentically in love and I feel like as long as you know your camera basics like lighting and composition and things like that they really do the work for you and then when they have such a good experience they recommend you and then you have no issue not not as many issues with marketing I will say obviously I'm having a marketing issue that I'm working on but most of my referrals come word of mouth and that's because I've spent so much time thinking about how I make people feel and it's important it's amazing you know, what's really interesting, whenever I talk to anyone, how um, they've built their business and the strategies that they've used, everyone has something different, like everybody. The way that they market mm-hmm. is very different. The way that they actually built it is very different. And just hearing you say all this, this is actually very different than I've heard a lot of people do because usually once you hit after like past six figures, then you start doing the add-on game where you start scaling up. So it's a real easy way to go from like, you know, 100,000 to 300, 400,000, but you've done it straight away, which is really cool because one, you've conditioned your audience to know that you've got all these products and you've got all these things and you serve them on that level. And so now as you rise with your craft and with your work and with your reputation, with your brand, like everything's going to rise. So you're going to exponentially make a lot more money, which is really cool. And it's so cool that you've done it in such a different way to what a lot of people have done it. I appreciate that. I really wish you knew how inspiring it was for you to say that because right now, because I'm exhausted at the end of wedding season and <laughs> I have very little bookings coming in for next year, I'm thinking, what did I get myself into? I, if I would have <laughs> just focused on one thing then and done that really well, then maybe, but I agree. I, I'm i also that person who just loves to do a million things. I, yeah. I just can't not, I, I have to always be busy working on something new, which I'm not sure if it's always the best, but it keeps things interesting for sure. It's a good and bad thing, I've got to say. And I know there's a lot of negatives to it because I'm just exactly the same as you. And there's also a lot of positives because it means that you show up and you take a lot more action. You know, actually, I heard, I was listening to a book today. uh, I think it's called uh, Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. And he was talking on that about 
how a lot of people try and avoid mistakes all the time, but what you got to do is you got to show up and, and try and make as many mistakes as you can, like every day, because the volume of mistakes that you make, it means the volume of action that you're taking. And it means all the things that you're creating and your fast track and how much you learn and everything else. So he was talking to a guy and interviewing a guy that was super successful. And he has a goal every single day that he tries to make at least 200 mistakes per day. And if he knows that he's doing that, he knows he's moving forward really fast. And it's really interesting because it's very different to a lot of people. They always think like, work on one thing, try and avoid all the mistakes, try and not take on too much, try and do it slow. So you got one side and those movers, and then you got the movers that are like, hey man, I don't mind about the mistakes and, and taking risks. And, and if something doesn't work, I just cut it. And if something works, then I double down on it. And then we can create something new yeah. and everything else. And I think that's really cool that you're doing, you're in that flow. Uh, what's interesting about that is that I was absolutely the opposite. Like if we would have been doing this podcast three years ago, I was so type A, so strict about everything. And like when I wow, got sick, it just surprise. put everything in perspectives. Like wow. I was just like, you know what? I did everything right. I went and got my master's degree. I went and did everything that they told me to do. Everything like, like, especially, you know, coming from poverty, I was like, how do I get out of poverty? What do I do? Oh my God. Like I have to go to school. Mm -hmm. I have to get myself in debt. I have to you do all the right things. You to, to that, what everyone tells you you need to do. Yes. And I did that. And I, yeah. I absolutely did that. I fell right into that trap. And then you start listening to what everyone says you're good at. Like, oh, you're so good at people. You should do this. And I'm like, I just loved it. And I wanted so bad to win the affection of the people that I was working for. And so I just worked more hours. And, you know, like I did all the things that, that was, mm. and I have avoided all the mistakes and I lived my life so carefully and it got me nowhere but like a nervous system illness that made me literally wow. think that I had like a neurological disorder and because of that I realized like I don't want to live like that anymore I mean I'm still working on some of those habits of course you do like your life and your brain networking doesn't change especially after I mean I'm almost 30 now so 30 years of living one way it doesn't change but your brain can change a lot faster than you think it it can. And when you start thinking new thoughts and you start believing new things, you can liberate literally yourself from... That's so inspiring. Yeah. Love it. Hey, <laughs> I know that was a lot of words. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> you're just inspiring everybody. Just to sort of finish off, fast forward to the moment that you jumped on the Facebook group and you shared your win. How did that feel for you? Like deep down, were you proud? You're sharing something. You've created something, you've hit something. Like, I want to know just how that feels for you. I actually, I mean, I cry about everything. So this should not come to a surprise to anybody that knows me, but I posted it because I just, I needed to share the win with somebody. And I just, I don't feel like I have a support group that would understand without feeling some type of way or feel like there's some weird jealousy or like some other thing. And so I was like, I have a community of people that this is exactly for. And as soon as I started looking at that number and I started typing out what I, what I wrote, I was thinking, oh my goodness, like this is, this is unbelievable. I, I really can't believe this. And I, I did, I wrote, you know, my, my mom raised three kids on $12,000 a year on like one disability paycheck. And that kind of money is not possible. Like even now to this day, my mom still pays for things out of a sandwich bag full of change at the end of the month. And so for me, a hundred thousand, are you kidding? Like not even like, I don't know if I would have saw that in five years growing up, even if my mom saved every penny, but doing it in one year by myself with my own business, doing the things that I love and doing it my way and making the choices. It's a different like world. I think, I think I finally crossed this threshold 
and I was talking to my accountant about it and I know he was trying to be so encouraging, but he's like, oh my God, in five years, a hundred thousand, are you kidding me? You're going to laugh. Like that's so low. And I was thinking, dang, like way to put me down. But I was also thinking, this is the kind of people I need in my life. These are the kind of people, because I know that I can sit at the table with a hundred or six figure businesses now. I have a seat at that table. And so does everybody else. If you want yeah, to work that's for right. it. That's amazing. And now I see that it's possible. I just have to catch up. Honestly, I'm still a little bit in shock. I still have a little bit of imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh, it must have been a fluke. Like it must have been a, a happy accident because I still don't have bookings coming in for next year. But it's not an accident. I'm talented and I work hard and I'm worthy of that. So it's, it's just- definitely the opposite to an accident. And what's really, really cool about this is look, the first year that I made six figures, it was a big deal because I was like, I can't believe it. Like I worked so hard for it. But every year afterwards, you get desensitized to it because you know how to do it. And so when you know how to do it, you can do it again and do it again. And so for you right now, this is the future for you. It's like all starts here and then it gets easier and easier and easier. And what I love about this is a lot of people just see it's like, yes, I hit a milestone and this is it. Like, this is the big thing. But what I see, because I've been doing it for so long, I'm like, man, this is just the beginning. And I'm really excited because... You don't even know what's in the future for you and how far that you can go. And I think that to me is always the most exciting thing when I see a big milestone get hit like this. Yeah. And it's so important. Like the work that you're doing, Jai, I hope you go to bed at night knowing that the work you're doing is more than just getting people to six figures. Like this is a girl who grew up in poverty and didn't even think when I spent $7, $7 on your summit and just hearing you get up there and tell everybody that your, your story and where you came from. I was like, this is a guy that I can look up to. And you made it clear that it was possible. And now that I've done it, now I can do the same for other people or I can just bask in it and know that I did it. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be that person that's like fangirling, but you, you literally changed my life. The $7 changed my life. You sharing your story changed my life. And like, every time you help someone cross that six figures, you're helping them realize their potential. And that means the world to me and to anybody that's had the like pleasure of being coached by you. So thank you so much. It means so much. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, you're getting me. <laughs> so, Hey, thank you so much. And the feelings mutual because that $7 changed my life as well. And the fact that you showed up and you're in my community and you've been sharing, putting everything out there. And you know what? The interesting thing is I know you sharing that post. Whenever I see someone like yourself share that post and you share a bit of your background and stuff, it empowers somebody else just like you did with me to go, oh, she did it. It's possible. And then they're going to get to work and they're working on a whole nother level. So it's really cool that you can sort of keep passing down or keep lowering down the ladder. As you climb up, you can put it back down and somebody else can come back up and it sort of just keeps repeating, rinsing and repeating, which is, which is amazing. So I just want to say well done to you. Big congratulations. I'm so glad that you jumped on the call with me. And yeah, I can't wait to see everything that you do in the future. I appreciate you, Jai. Thank you for this opportunity. 